We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, everybody? Welcome into the DGD Podcast. As always, Robert Reynolds. Got a busy show tonight. Uh, let's start off with the fact that the 2023 football season is now officially over uh, with the Michigan Wolverines beating the Washington Huskies in a, uh, a barn burner, if you will, uh, of a national championship. Uh, actually, so much so that I you know, I think anybody would have fell asleep through it. Shit was boring. Let's be serious. Um, but yeah, no, sure. Uh, congratulations to Connor Stallions. I mean, Michigan Wolverines. But uh, yeah, other than that, though. Slow down, baby. Yeah. Um, and Michigan can go kick rocks for all I care. Uh, but now we're looking at the 2024 season, right? Uh, and obviously, Georgia has had a quite or several, I should say, several portal additions that should benefit this 2024 roster, um, I think, in a very good way. And so we're going to talk about them tonight, uh, each of them and how they fit into with the team, I would assume, uh, my expectations, things like that. Uh, First things first, though, we can't start the show off without our sponsor. First sponsor of the night. Y'all know them. Y'all know them. Let's be serious here. Apotheos. Apotheos Roastery, located in Kennesaw, Georgia. Best coffee in the business. Can't even can't say otherwise. Change my mind. Um, go to our website, dgdpodcast.com. Go to the Apotheos through the Sponsors tab. And when you use Triple C as your code at checkout, free shipping and 20% of everything that you buy goes to the Classic City Collective. So get you some coffee, support them dogs, shop Apotheos, folks. It's the best coffee in the business. Can't even make it up. Now, with that being said, last night, actually, Georgia lands a transfer quarterback in Jaden Mayava from UNLV. And people might not understand the importance of that 
Uh, but it stems back to early signing day. Right? Obviously, we lose Dylan Raiola. And right, Kirby's talking about it. Georgia's got three scholarship quarterbacks right now. At the well, now not, but you get what I mean at that point. Kirby won us four, and he even said it. He hinted at four scholarship quarterbacks. Well, now you have four scholarship quarterbacks. If you don't know much about him, he was the Mountain West Conference uh, freshman of the year last year. 6'4", I think 220. More Polynesian, folks. Keep that in mind. I think that's important to know. I think that's very important to know. But I think the key for me with Jaden himself He's, he's very mobile. However, he can still pass the ball. Very good passer, I thought, too. Um, you know, the, I want to preface this by saying I think you're better off getting Jaden than had you stuck with Dylan. I know it, sound, it might sound crazy, but let me explain. You have an unproven quarterback at the next level if Dylan Raiola were to stay with us in the 2024 class. You go to the portal and you grab a Mountain West, albeit you can say what you want about the Mountain West, but the Mountain West Conference freshman of the year, he's got experience under his belt. He's got more than Gunnar Stockton right now. And that's as a freshman. So take it for what it's worth. He's going to come in. He's not going to be the starter. He won't. Don't expect him to be. We got Carson Beck. No reason for me to believe he pushes for playing time unless something happens, which we obviously don't want to see. Just going to leave that there. Now, with that being said, I do think you could very well see him push for the backup. It's a long-term play. It's a long-term play, and I'm all on board for it. I'm all on board for this. I think, first off, you needed that fourth scholarship quarterback. And now you've got some experience. You know, you've got some experience now behind Carson Beck. He, hell, if you really look at it, he had more snaps than both Brock and Gunner combined in their careers. So you've got experience now. And I think he fits our system. I think he would fit our system very well. I don't, I'm not going to compare him to Stetson Bennett or anything. I think I think for what it's worth, he is definitely mobile enough to to be a problem. I don't think it, it's it's never a smart thing to compare anyone to Stetson at this point. So I'm not going to do that. But I do think there is some development there that he can learn and develop in the system. Playing against a good defense and practice will help that. It should help that. So I'm I'm excited to see that. And I think that I also think that it kind of caught a lot of people off guard to some degree because how fast things uh, materialized. Um, when you when you take a look into the context of, you know, you you had positions that people were obviously waiting for D line receiver, all this stuff. For Georgia to go out and grab a quarterback, you know, as fast as things happened and transpired, a lot of people may have been questioning it. But I think it was necessary. Uh, like I said, four scholarship quarterbacks. It might sound ecstatic, or it might sound not ecstatic. Uh, might sound excessive, but it's not. It's not, um, especially when you have to manage your quarterback, your roster, at all times, right? You come in, 
and you bring a guy that can easily come in here and play if need be. If he's hell, who knows? He might be the backup. Never know. I mean, Gunner, Gunner, for what it's worth, I thought looked good in the in the bowl game. But this guy has multiple times more reps and experience. Now, albeit Gunner's competition is also SEC competition. Take it for what it's worth. But still, 500 and some snaps to 55. You do the math. I'll take that for what it's worth. I let us know. Let us know in the comments, by the way, what your grade for this um, transfer portal pickup would be. Um, by the way, I think my grade probably a B plus. I think it would be a good solid B plus. Um, just looking at the situation, you've got some experience now. Good quarterback. If you go watch some of his tape, I mean. His game against Nevada, I thought it was very well. Played a very good game that game. Um, there's obviously more than that, but that game stood out to me. It was just one of those things, and it was a rivalry for what it's worth, too. So, you know, for him to play like he did, I thought he played very well in that game. But, again, he you played enough to win a conference freshman of the year. Take it for what it's worth, but you got to be impressive to some degree. So I'm going to give it a B plus. Um, You know, listen, you didn't go out there. You don't expect Georgia to go get Will Howard or something like that when you've got Carson Beck. You just don't see that. Um, But for what it's worth to get him in here, right, more likely as the backup, it's a big deal. It's a very big deal. We move on to Trevor Etienne. Trevor Etienne, um, listen, what can I say about this? Very good pickup. Extremely good pickup. Guys, we've seen what he can do at Florida, right? He was the offense. He was the offense. And now you've got him. And at that being said, you pluck him from your rival, your biggest rival. One of their best players on offense, probably the best player on offense, and you pluck them away. You love it. You just love to see the Gator tears. You just love it. Absolutely love it. Now, I will say there was a need for running back too, right? I think you look at both Kendall and Dejon right, being gone. You add that into the fact that Branson Robinson's injury was pretty bad. Pretty, pretty bad, like really bad. It forces him to not be able to sit there and push for that. So when you, you know, you don't have to force him back with ETN and you've got the dynamic playmaking ability too. So with that being said, I do think that that play, pickup play, right, is it, just a beautiful thing. Just going to leave that there. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, he can run the ball. He can pass catch. I do think, however, he's got to work on pocket – or not pocket, pass protection, right, pass blocking. I think if he gets sat down, which George is going to force him to do that, by the way, oh, he's going to be just fine. And this, the, the, you know, the multidimensional aspect of the offense just becomes even more dangerous next year in 2024. So with that being said – I do think this probably an A, I'm going to say an A plus. 
one of the best running backs out of the portal. Bar none. Bar none. Parker Curry, what is going on? Welcome into the brigade. But yeah, I'm giving I'm giving the ETN pickup an A plus. That's the best pickup you can get. Um, again, you don't really see a, like, I mean, Quinshot Junkins, right? Might be the A plus too. But I think the thing with the thing with Quinshot to me, Buddy had 500 and some carries in two years. It's a ton of run. That's a ton of run. Um, so you're getting a guy that I think is going to be a, a game changer for us. And it, and it won't surprise me when you've got when you've got that situation uh, where him you know doing the Gator Chomp in in Jacksonville next year. I'm gonna love it in red and black. When he's doing it in red and black, I'm gonna love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, like I said, A plus for ETN. George picked up two two wide receivers in the portal this season. Um, we'll start off first. Colby Young, All right? Colby Young, if you're not familiar, that man is a massive individual. 6'5", 225, I think it was. Um, immediately strikes me as someone that will go up and get contested catches. And that's something that George has been needing severely, if you will. Needed that type of body. And you got him. Um, might not be the fastest guy. Don't expect him to be at 6'5". Right. But if you have the ability to take a screen to the house, then there you go. There you go. That's all you need to know. Um, I, I'm ecstatic about that. Uh, might not. Well, I should. I may retract a little bit. I'm very excited about that. I might not be ecstatic. I like the kid at Christmas, but I do think that's something that we need. Um, yeah, you know, we don't have that on our roster, period. We just don't. Right. Uh, coming from Miami. Right. Um, listen, I think that's a good pickup. I think that's a sneaky pickup, too, by the way. Uh, so I'm going to give this I'm going to give this a B. I'm going to give it a B. Again, he not, he's not a burner. You don't expect him to be. You've already got enough speed in the receiving room as it stands. But the body size, you can't you can't teach that. You can't. So I leave it there. Moving on to the other receiver. Hit him with that Michael Jackson. Hit that moonwalk on him, shall I say. It's going to be interesting to watch how he's used, right? He's, he's used. I think he's a slot guy, in my opinion. Um, his separation, his separation is really what sticks out to me. It sticks out a lot to me. Um you know, playing at USC with, with Caleb Williams, you had a situation where he was just utilized over and over, or not not as much. Actually, excuse me, not nearly as much. As we welcome in Keon to the building. Keon, what is going on, my man? What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? How you doing, Rob? I'm doing well, man. Doing well. We're, we're sitting here talking about the portal pickups. I'll backtrack since you popped in. Uh, I talked about Jaden Maiava first. Initially, what are your thoughts on Jaden, and how would you grade that addition? I think it's a wonderful addition. Uh, I would give it a solid A to adding more 
uh, more of a competition amongst the quarterback room. I think he was a talented guy. I mean, you saw if you've seen any of his tape over there at UNLV playing in the go-go offense, uh, he was really slicing and dicing over there. Plus, he has, what, I think like four years eligibility left. So, yeah, definitely excited about him. Uh, there's a couple of more. There, there's a handful more of the uh, transfer portal guys that we didn't pick up. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited about it. Let's get into it. Yeah, no, I, I think I know that's the most recent portal edition. Uh, but long term, I think it could come down to being one of the bigger portal editions, by the way. Oh, 100%. You know, adding more competition amongst that room. Plus, we all know that Kirby wants to have four quarterbacks on scholarship there. So I think that's great for us moving forward. But uh, overall, really excited about it. Happy to have him. Welcome aboard. Oh, yeah, no doubt, man. Um, You know, we talked about Trevor Etienne. I know we we talked about this when he first committed. I absolutely love that pickup. And I think it's even better than Quinshaw Junkins. Obviously, Etienne's been committed. Quinshaw you know, entered the portal, committed to Ohio State uh, last night, actually, um, ironically, while Michigan was winning the title. But I thought it was a better pickup for what it's worth, even in hindsight now, because in two years, Quinchon's had over 500 carries. That's a ton of run in the in today's football. And I, th- I think the longevity aspect is going to bode well for us. That's just my opinion. But what do you think? I think it is going to bode well for us moving forward. Um, <clears throat> honestly, man, I think I'm I'm really high on all of the guys that we got out of the portal. Some significant ballers that we got out of there. Whether if you want to talk about Et and you want to talk about Colby, you also have Michael Jackson the third. Shout outs to him uh, coming from USC as well and. Jordan Mayava, right? Jaden Mayava, yep. Jaden Mayava. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I watched a couple of those games over there at UNLV. So you know, to, to get to see him truly orchestrate the go-go offense, um, and for Georgia fans that are listening that are wondering, you know, why should why should we be excited about the go-go offense? Uh, you know, Brennan Marion really set the pace over there, and with this guy, he's been able to really. Uh, take over and ball out. Plus, he has what four years? Is it four years or three years I left? Think I think it's three. I believe. Okay, I think, I think so it's you, three. So you still have him for a while there, and you know he can add to more competition with with Gunnar Stockton. We want to make sure that you know iron is sharpening iron over here, and I think that's the really important thing. Yeah, no, I mean you're not a, you're not wrong at all. Uh, you know, you brought up Michael Jackson. We were actually I was actually talking about him. Um, you know, as being the, I think you kind of look at him as almost filling in where Lad McConkey was last year. Um, yeah. Out of the slot, I think you look at a guy that can easily create separation. Go back and watch some of his tapes and watch his route running. His footwork forces it just it puts guys in binds and creates separation. And in the SEC at that level, because I mean, you think about it, twenty twenty four. It's going to be a match like you're going to play some good secondaries. So creating that separation, you know, he did it at USC. You might question the Pac-12. I don't care. The fact that you see the ability to do that leads me to believe that I can translate over into the SEC. And it's going to have to. It's going to have to. 
Well, I'll tell you this, you know, if you've even taken the time to watch some of his film over there from USC, that first step that he got is some shit. Like he certified ankle collector, you know. He puts his foot in the ground very quickly and it for it puts like I said it puts uh, DBs in a bond. Um I, I'm not going to compare him 100% to to Lam McConkey, but again, if you watch if you watch how he creates separation, he he you know, he presses and then hits you with the move and then it's mm -hmm. over. You know what I mean? 100%. He for, he for, he forces the hip turn and then gets your ass. That's a, a lot of that I've seen. I, I've seen that a lot. Uh, so I, you know what though, I might make the early call here. I think you're going to see several whip routes uh, in the red zone that could easily come to this man. In my opinion, we'll see. Georgia does like to run the ball in the red zone, but yeah, I, I mean, I, you know what though, I do think and I look back to Ad Mitchell against Auburn that whip route. Man, thing of man. beauty. Thing of uh, beauty. Also, congratulations to Ad Mitchell. Uh, for declaring for the draft, uh, DGD for life. We appreciate you over here. We love you over here. Um, best of yeah. luck to you and your family moving forward. And yet again, always and forever, go dogs. And you know, you're a champion. Yeah, tw two times. Uh, two nah, times. Now nah, you got man, 80, 80 calls. A two lot rings. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, eighty caught a lot of shit leaving. Right, especially with how fast he went to Texas itself. Um, you know, Matt, while that could be the case, you know, you sit there you do, with, when you're dealing with a young child, and if if you go and look at his post and his letter that he wrote to Texas and Georgia, should I say, um, you know, he he talks about something that's beyond football, right? Um, you know, the the time and you know every all the energy that goes into being a student, you know, student athlete, you know, it forced him to sacrifice things. Yeah. Um, so when he got hurt, and he mentioned this, when he got hurt, it really opened his eyes up to what he was missing, right? And, and that's being able to be there and make those memories with his child. Um, so in hindsight, right, I don't see any way that any Georgia fan should or could be mad. When, when you look at it that way, right? There were talks that it was about his daughter too, because he did that in his commitment video. But people, mm -hmm. there was still a part of the fan base and, and fans that didn't want to believe it. And, yeah, yeah. And, people, people got to understand. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't blame him at all under any circumstance. Like, we got to also understand this is a father that we are speaking about. I don't have new, kids. A baby, I, I, girl, I don't, yeah. baby. You know what I'm saying, yeah. Like, I don't have kids. I know you do, but like. If I was in that situation, I would make the same decision, no question. Well, I, I mean, mean, if if you've got the opportunity for me, if obviously you've you've won two titles, right? Right. Obviously, you want to win as much as possible. However, sometimes it's more than football. Yeah, right? like, exactly. Especially with a newborn. Like 100 percent If I have the opportunity to go play at an elite level while being close to home and my daughter can come watch my games and I have to travel halfway across the country. And while I can go lay down at night and they can move them a couple hours and not, mm. you know, all the way across the country. Yeah. I can't be mad at that, man. Yeah. Just, no, not at, all. not at all. Not at all. Once you, and, once you bring kids and, in, like once you bring kids into it, it, it's a whole, you have to look at it completely different.
You just 100%. have to like it's sure it stung because I think I think Georgia needed AD Mitchell this year. Sam, I'm sorry if we have AD Mitchell, we three peat. I'm sorry. No, no, no one doubt. can convince me. No one can convince me otherwise. I I was sitting up there watching watching us play against Bama, and I was just like, damn. I wonder what AD's doing right now. <laughs> I mean, again, though, while it stings for Georgia, right? That he, you know, that he left so suddenly, goes to, you know, commits to Texas almost instantly. I, I'm not mad. Can't no. be mad. Like I, no. you can be mad. I'm not mad though. No, I just um, think it would be a wrong decision to be mad, man. Well, like again, honestly, I mean, again, right? Like as a college, you're dealing with school, and you're dealing with that. Right. Yeah, I, could, I couldn't imagine. When you're a pro, you got time. Like, you have more, at least for what it's worth, more time. Right? Yeah. Like, you, you're not gonna, you know, that's just my thoughts too. Like, you go pro, you know, you your your life is football, right? You don't have to worry about school. You know, people have got time. You can bring your kids to practice, and it's not looked up. You know, it is what it mm. is. There you go. Right. Just leave it at that. But uh, yeah, no. Best wishes to you in your career, man, Ad. Uh, for sure. No, seriously. Best of wishes to you and your family, man. We are, we love you. We appreciate you over here, and we appreciate everything you you've done to help us as a program as we continue to move forward, man. DGD for life. Oh, facts. Keon, shall we <clears throat> talk about London Humphreys? Oh yeah, let's get into it. You know, grabbing three receivers. Might sound like it's a crazy proposition, mm-hmm. but when you look at the 2024 recruiting class, you pick up Nitro and you pick up um, Sakovi. There's yeah. only two. There's only two, and you're replacing Lad, and you're replacing Marcus. You, you've got some bodies to fill, right? And you got to replace Brock Bowers too. Let's be serious here. That's a receiver. <laughs> uh, just that. Just yeah. closer to the line. Just closer to the line. Yeah, but. You bring in London Humphreys, and he's 6'3", and he's probably close to maybe 200, 190, 200. But his speed is what separates, I think. Uh, you know, like I said, we, we talked about this earlier, right, in an earlier episode. He was the one that cooked you for the first touchdown to open up the scoring against Vanderbilt. Right? Vanderbilt he was 50-some yard slant route, took it to the house from there. House call. And it wasn't – it looked like he was just pulling away. I was like, oh, shit. Okay. So, a legit 4-4 speed, right, and a 6-3 frame. There's your combination. I, I think they could be a deep threat waiting to happen. Um, that's just my thoughts. What are your thoughts overall? Also can create separation, too, by the way. Yeah, I think that's one of the big things. Uh, it's not just the fact that he can create separation for me. It's the fact that he has the size as well. So, you know, he's more favorable when it comes to those situations of a 50-50 ball. Because you got to – I mean, your average corner, bro, they're – I mean, honestly, a tall corner, you're looking at maybe 6'2", max. Like, these these guys aren't like – they're not like 6'5". You know what I'm saying? So, when you have somebody with that size and that can make that move – that can make moves – uh, run crisp routes as well and help make people miss. I think that's going to help us offensively and honestly might push us forward in the right direction when it comes to helping replace that lat role. Yeah, it's going to be, I think it's going to be interesting to see how Georgia attacks that. We might talk about that in a little bit. Um, 
I think I'm going to grade. I'm going to grade. We forgot to grade Michael Jackson, and we're going to do uh, Humphreys here too. Uh, I'm going back on the Michael ja- uh, Michael Jackson the third pickup. I'm gonna grade that. A, I'm gonna grade that a solid B. I think that's a solid mm-hmm. B. Um, what would you grade yours? What would you grade that pickup? I would give him a solid B plus. I think his ability to to lose people just off of the first step. And I think his burst is one of the things that really stick out to me in this game. Um, Because even if you go back and watch his tape, you notice that by the time that ball gets thrown, there's always that separation there between him and the corner. So he always has that advantage. It's You rarely see him if you ever see him in a situation where a corner is right there hip to hip with him. Yeah. I I think that's going to be key for bigger SEC play. Like, cause I mean, you're going to think about this. You're going to Tuscaloosa. You're going to DKR. You're going to Ole Miss. Ole Miss loaded the fuck up as well. They did. You can say what you want on defense. They loaded up. <laughs> they loaded up. Hundred percent. But yeah, I think you look at that right there. It's not, like I said, mine's a solid B. You said B plus there for London Humphreys. I'm going A minus. Um, I think he's got the game changing speed blend of size and speed um, that's going to make him dangerous. I think I need to see how this rotate. And I want to talk about this rotation later uh, we'll, in a little bit. Um, but I think you've got to find a way to get that man the ball next year easily. 100%. Have, to, have to. 100%. Um, what would your grade be on your, uh, for London Humphreys? For London, I give him an A minus. I think uh, – Yet again, kind of what you said, the combination of size and speed. Um, One thing I do want to see is his catch radius expand. Um, But I do think that's just naturally going to happen when it comes to us having Carson Beck. I think he's going to put him in the great situations. He he ain't going to play with Sills or A.J. Swan for damn sure. Right. So uh, I do want to see that out of him. I'm looking forward to seeing him on the field as well. True difference makers right there. And I think that's one of the biggest things that's going to help propel our offense as well. I'm right there with you. Uh, Moving to the other side of the ball, Keon. Wait, Uh, before we we get to that, I do want to tell the fans as well, um, to all Georgia fans that's listening to this, and even if you aren't, understand uh, right here, right now, Georgia easily, we have the best quarterback not only in the conference, but statistically, right, if you're just going off of the passing yards, we have the best quarterback in the country coming back here. Uh, Carson Beck was just, what, third in the country overall? I think so. Uh, But regardless, I mean, you have the best quarterback in the conference coming back that's going to help set you in a better position than what you've already been in. Plus, you're getting more dynamic wide receivers, bigger body wide receivers, shiftier wide receivers, and overall faster wide receivers coming in that you're adding to your roster as well. Um, I, also, still need, I still, I also, still need to see us utilize that speed, though. Let's be serious. No. I need us, no, I need I us to see that. Yeah, I, I think it's, this is going to be one of those years. I, I Mike Bobo, you like we're giving you everything you need and then some. Like there's there's no reason. But even last year, I'll say this: our defense was not the reason why we, or our offense was not the reason that we did not end up in playing the in the natty. playoffs. Yeah, no, I'm yeah. with you. I'm with you there. Um, you know, I think we're about to talk about what arguably could have been our downfall 
and, and yeah. that's that's the defensive line. And by that, uh, Xavier McLeod, uh, South Carolina transfer, uh, mm-hmm. comes in after his freshman year. I think they tried to redshirt him, or he, he wanted to redshirt, and they would not do that. Is what is what I've heard. Um, don't really know that. It sounds like there was a fallout there between them. So we'll see how that goes. I think the fact I think it's impressive to find a kid that's actually willing to take a red shirt to learn and develop. At, at being at being as talented as he is, I think kid was like top hundred or top hundred fifty in the country coming out of high school, and you know, you don't really see that a lot, and that's impressive to me. J-O-double-G, welcome in, and Utah's trash. No, I, I love me a self-aware player. Um, taking that opportunity for himself to say that, hey, guys, you know what? I'm not where I want to be yet, and I want to I utilize my time here, uh, whether that be at South Carolina when he was there or just even now. Like, he wants to utilize his time and actually put himself in a better position moving forward. He wants to fully develop, and he wants to see himself truly hit his full potential. I have no argument, no strife, no nothing against a player like that because at least you can look at yourself and say, hey, look, that's there's a level of accountability that comes with that that I truly appreciate because that takes a person to really – that takes a person, let alone a player, to truly be honest about where they are and where they're at and you know be honest about their talent and what their what their potential could be i think another thing too is this um you have the the senior guys leaving right um add that to the fact that we had struggles in the defensive line 100 percent. you it's just one of our biggest pieces and our biggest needs one of our biggest needs i thought was probably the biggest need was defensive line now at the same time keep in mind this is only the first wave of portal entry first window there's also a second window so i'm not giving up hope because if the right guy is in there kirby will go for them kirby's not going to settle for that and that's how Kirby's worked in the portal since he's been here and since the portal's been a thing. Georgia is not just going to go settle for a, a, a depth piece. They're not. If you're in the portal, you're here to make a difference. And I think his track record is shown. Going back all the way to Lawrence Cager and, you know, Trey McKitty and, and just names like that that come in and they make an instant impact. Shout outs to Lawrence Cager, New York Giant. Love you, buddy. Look at that. Mm-mm-mm. I mean, y'all also got some giants, but you know, where y'all speaking of, I want to ask it. I'm going to do this. I want to do this. We're, we, we talked about it. Uh, let's, let's grade it first. Let's grade it first. And then going back to the giants. Um, I'm grading this pickup as an A minus. Um, the agree. only reason, the only reason being is listen, it's a huge need. And I think he's one of the well, arguably coming out of high school was one of the best players still very raw. Right, so you're basically going to develop him. Trey Scott's got to develop him, and we know how Trey Scott's track record is. I think Trey Scott is going to handle him fine. Um, I think he needed that kind of culture. Let's be serious. Yeah. How would you grade it? Yeah, I would say an A minus as well. I do think, you know, uh, honestly, you're overall in a better position, better place, better space, better coaching staff, better team. Really, everything's better over here than where it was, the where you were at. So 
especially when it comes to our one-on-one development with, you know, Trey Scott as well. Um, Self-aware player, man. Yet again, I can't speak highly enough about that. I really do love that out of him. I honestly do. I can't wait to see him get on the field. But uh, overall for his grade, I got him at an A-. Okay. Now, you talked about your Giants, right? Now that the the bottom half is set for the NFL draft, right? I'm going to foreshadow this. Okay, guys? So, listen, just just because the national title was played last night, listen, this show never stops, folks. There's no such thing as an offseason. There's never such thing. So let's do this. We're prefacing this way too early. Where where is the Giants drafting? What what position do y'all have right now? Barring no trades, uh, we're pick number six. Why do I feel like y'all could pick up Brock Bowers? I'm gonna tell you this, man. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna tell you this. I would my current situation with my Giants. I would love that. But I would also be upset. And the only reason why I'd be upset is because if we draft Brock Bowers at six, that means that Daniel I gotta watch Daniel Jones completely miss this guy when he's running wide open down the field. Um and it's not to say that I don't want Brock Bowers. I need a quarterback on my team worse than a fish knee water. Okay. It is that awful. Like Rick- where do you where do you think Brock Bowers goes? He's going back to Cali. He's going to the Chargers. Hmm. He's going to go to the Chargers. Him and Herbert would be a good combo, I think. Yeah, that would be interesting. That would be very interesting. Now, if we now if we do draft Brock Bowers, I'm going to lose my mind, and I's going to say that this is the best tight end that the NFL's ever seen since like oh, Tony Gonzalez, but. I prepared for that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this is the next Rob Gronkowski. Like I got it all written down. I promise. Oh boy. Um. Yeah. But no, I just wanted to preface that, guys. Listen, we're gonna be talking about the draft. Trust me. We did it last year. We'll do it this year too. Just gonna leave. Yeah. It- if it's, I also want to say this: if, if Brock Bowers could get drafted to anybody I, in my division, I'd rather it be me than anyone else. I don't want to see this man on the Eagles. Cowboys going to trade all the way up. Cowboys would not do that. I know. I know. I figured it would be I'm not going to lie to you. If the Cowboys drafted him, he might join us on this show one of these days. I'm not going to lie. All of these guys damn near live in my area anyway. (laughs) That'd be wild. (laughs) No. Dak Prescott right up the street. Living in his little house. That shit is not little. That shit is huge. Oh, just like, I, just like Donald Trump say, huge, 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 just massive, huge. just ma- just just you can't even believe it. You won't even fathom, huge, just great big old house. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, don't don't bring that name into conversation. You might piss right, people off. Right. Oh boy, but no. Um, let's do this. We, we've graded we've graded the portal additions. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break, bring you our next sponsor, uh, Alumni Hall, folks. Guys, licensed Nike, Cutter and Buck, Peter Millar, 47, Yeti, Turvis, you name it. They've got it. If it's anything you need for tailgates, 
your work, just out and about, right? For your car, your home, your office, your dogs, they've got it. Go dogs. Mm-hmm. Do yourself a favor. Go to dgdpodcast.com. Go to Alumni Hall. Support the show by using that link. Or if you're in store, only in store, mention the show and you'll get 10% off your order. There you go. Do yourself a favor there. It's in Athens, GA, about almost about 10 minutes away from Sanford Stadium. So you need to check it out while you're in before your game day. Or if you're just in Athens, you know, uh, if you're in school, if you're in school, stop by. Just go. I wouldn't say walk because that's probably a decent size walk. But you yeah. could. You could. I know how hilly it is up there, so you got to be careful with that. But um, but not go there, check them out, let them know the DG podcast sent you, get you some nice stuff, and also how about them dogs? What is that? What is, oh, whew. oh yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You you didn't if you can't read the shirt, this is what it says. No! There you go. Shop alumni hall, folks. You'll do yourself a service. You won't. You won't be disappointed. I'll leave it there. Keon. Now we we talked about these portal additions. Yep. Now we look to twenty twenty four. Right, twenty twenty three is past now. It is over. All eyes are on twenty twenty four, and Clemson is on the clock. Clemson, you are on the clock. It's time you you got nine months before that ass comes to collect. But we've got we've got Jaden, we've got London, you've got Colby and Michael, and you've got Xavier. Let's let's break this down. Who do you think out of the group of portal additions are gonna? How, how do you think they're gonna fit into the system? Um, in regards to the team, where do you see the fits, and do you see who who do you see making the instant impact? Colby, you think Colby makes the instant impact? Hundred percent. Why do I feel like you could? You you, you want to know why I think he makes an instant impact? The size that we never we don't have. Well, not just that. The size, the physicality when it comes to uh, run support. He he really. I'm not gonna lie. Kobe Young really puts himself in a position for him to not be taken off the field. Like I'm not gonna lie to you. Well, uh, you know, I, I I'm not disappointed with that. I, I just get this feeling because you've got Dom and you've got Ra Ra, right? You've got Anthony Evans, which I think should be able to take another step up. There's still a ton of bodies, right? You're going to see a rotation, and it, and 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 I've and I've said this before. I I, I just think that we got to slow down the rotation, and you're never going to get a, an elite five star guy. Fam, uh, I agree. I do. I do. But I'm just when I look at Kobe, I'm talking about more of like those running pack, the different run packages that we have. I mean, the kid is a mauler. Well, I think another thing too is like he has the ability. We've seen this at Miami. He has the ability to take a screen and get the get the yak yards and, and for touchdowns at that. Um Kobe's not my answer. Uh obviously I think the easy easy choice is probably gonna be Trevor Etienne. Oh wait, um, you you said Trevor Etienne? I didn't know that that was an option. 
I said out of the portal editions. Oh yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know that that was going to be an option. Yeah, the easiest one would be Trevor. Trevor, I'm not gonna lie. We should have the best running back in the conference moving forward. Yeah, I can see the argument. I, I'm sure there's going to be some arguments there. Things haven't settled yet either, man. Like, it's this is all way too early predictions and stuff we're talking. But I do think you have a very good case uh, because what he was he was Florida's offense, uh, and now you give him a substantially better offensive line to run behind. In theory, that should bode well for him, and you're actually being able to rotate in more and preserve yourself. So uh, that's just what I'm looking at it, if that makes sense. Um, I'm not going to say ETN more so than I will say, I think when all is said and done, Michael Jackson could be the surprise pick for here. I think you look at the guys in the portal, London Humphreys has this tremendous upside. But I think in clutch moments, Michael Jackson could have it. And listen, if you're going to clip it, go ahead and clip it. I don't care. I just see that in big game moment, I just have this feeling right now. Again, way too early, but it's, it is what it is. I just have this feeling that his 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 separation is going to get us a touchdown. I just I just get this feeling in a big moment, clutch moment. You know, we we talk about body you know body size with with Colby, but I think the separation is almost just as good as having the body size to go up and catch 50-50 balls because you don't need to catch 50-50 ball. Just catch the damn ball when you got that separation. That's just my thoughts. I think he can have an instant impact. If his route running gets better, I think VMAX got some work to do just to make sure that he gets on the field. From a development standpoint, I think he's fine. I just I just want to see him get some run. Uh again, you know, it's it's hard really, Keon, to really say that any of the receivers are gonna make an instant impact because there's just so damn many. There's so many. So you could easily that's that's kind of why I want to go with ETN. I mean, ETN is about to have like bro. And, and then you got to think, ETN also has that home run speed as well, where he can really punch that in from himself. So he's about to have lanes looking like a 18 wheel, a 18 wheeler parallel park. So, you know, once he can just hit the hole and attack it and run up, run up field, I mean, I think it's going to really bode so, well for us. So I got some breaking news here. Um, Non-Georgia related, but I think there could be – it'd be interesting to see how this does. Uh, Marshall transferred to defensive lineman Elijah Alston. Uh, decommitted from Texas A&M. He had committed to A&M, and mm-hmm. now he's decommitted. So that opens him back up to transfer somewhere else. Could Georgia be making a push? I think I so. Like I, I think like so. And I mean, you said this it, is a, deep, a defensive I, lineman? Yeah, in his career, he has 170, 107, excuse me, 107, 107 tackles, 19 and a half tackles for losses, and nine and a half sacks in his career to this point. That's production. I don't care if it's at Marshall, that's production. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, maybe Georgia does come calling, you know? Who knows? Who knows? But I, I think that. It might not true. It might not materialize, but I think it's worth looking into if you're Georgia because you need D line help, right? That's just my thoughts. 
hundred percent, especially when it comes to getting guys, getting them ready. I think that's going to be very important for us moving forward, Um, especially with Marshall. Man, I'm – our rotations is going to be crazy on this defensive line, bro. I hope you – See, my thing is, like, we know that we need help at defensive line. But I don't want to. I don't want to sit there and just take somebody that's not going to get the usage, make that right. impact. I think he can make an impact. I, I just question if it's how how serious that is. No, I definitely agree with you. Um, we just got to stay tuned to see how this plays out. Um, outside of defensive line, is there anybody else that you're looking at in the portal? Like, hmm. Um. I don't really know. See, my thing is this: out of the first, out of the first wave, I mean, I'm fine with where we are because mm-hmm. what's going to happen? And hint, hint here: um, after the spring games, people are going to find out where they stand and where they are, and people are going to move. That's why the second window is just as important because now you've got people that have ideas, right, where they are. And and there's some good players that are going to hit the portal because they, you know what I mean. So the second window might honestly be just as crazy as this window, in my opinion. So I think I'm fine where it is right now. Um, second window, I'll definitely be monitoring that because while those guys are slightly behind in a sense. Right, because you got to come in and you only have summer practices, and that's when you start. Start. There could be an instant impact type of guy there, and we just don't know it yet. You know what I mean? That's just my thought. I mean, like we're looking at D line, and we just brought up Austin here, uh, Austin. But we don't know if that's something that we wait and, and see if somebody gets hit in the portal. Right, gets gets pushed into the portal. It, it could be the huge fish, if you will, like ETN type. Feel for a D line could happen. Not saying it will, could. And if that happens, I mean, I'm not. I'm not. He's not in the portal. But give me a Dion Walker hit the portal for some reason, right? Give me now, Dion. Now, Dion Walker hit the portal. We got to go grab him. We got. Oh, some. that's that's a him. must have if that's the case. That's just my thoughts. Um. Also, uh, 2025 recruiting here. Uh, boy, just news keeps popping up over and over. Uh, Elijah Griffin has set visits to Georgia and Clemson. Number three overall prospect in the on three rankings. Uh, listen, you heard it here first. That boy going to be a dog. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just, something drastic's got to happen for him not to like to not be a dog. To, to not come <laughs> here. That's just my thought. like like. Some shit has to go horribly wrong. Like I'm, I'm not even going out of you. Things have to go horribly yeah. wrong. Jail double G asks where Swolders these days. No Juan's just plain old, but why Kobe? You need to get on to him. And these holidays put some, you know, put some stress on people. Maybe that's the case. Jail double G, do do some investigative work. That's what you're good for. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harry Leggy, happy Tuesday, happy Tuesday. Yeah, this Tuesday kind of caught some people off guard. Uh, again, we didn't we didn't run a show last night for those listening. Um, so you're catching this show tonight rather than last night because of the national title game. Just didn't want to interfere with that. So uh, we'll be doing next week. Start next week. We'll be back on our Monday, Wednesday, but we'll run a show tomorrow too. So keep that in mind. Um, 
but yeah, so I think from the portal, um, I would like to think Xavier McLeod gets some run um, into the rotation. That's just my thoughts, Keon. What what about you? I'm sorry, say it one more time. No. I had to. No, you, um, I was talking about Xavier McLeod. I think he has the potential to come in uh, and and make an impact. I am keeping I am keeping tabs on it because he did want to be developed, right? He wanted to take that red shirt. What it sounded like, um, you know, I don't necessarily know he takes the red shirt this year, but I just think that he's going to get severe. He's going to get substantially more development, in my opinion. One hundred percent. I agree with you. Um, I'm just excited to see how. I'm excited to see how Trey Scott handles that. I think it'll be good. I mean, you, you've got Jamal Jarrett, you've got um, TID, Kristen Miller. Like, there's some big names. Now you can throw Xavier McLeod in there. I mean, and, and if you, you've got that right there. Because then you've got Michael and and Pimba and all those guys on the edge, if you will. Um, yeah, that's just my thoughts on the whole situation there. But I, I think he can get some run. I just I still think you see him rotate in. Um, you know what? You know what that one year in South Carolina looks like compared to what it's going to look like at Georgia. I think it's going to be substantial. Um, that, you know, you see what I mean? That's just me. Just me. He's about to take a huge jump, so I'm I'm excited to see it. That's just honestly how I'm looking at it at this point. I think it's I think it's possible. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that he has a you know. I think you're going to see it with how the how the situation worked for us. I I just think that you've got to get guys that are going to you know we like the rotation. Get like I don't know. Get Stackhouse and get some you know. Get get less snaps because I think they do perform better, like Stack and and uh, Brinson. They perform better with less snaps, and that's and listen to some degree that's fine. But at the same time, you didn't. We we know, we saw what we saw this year. Moving forward, you've got to find guys that can make an impact. Period. And and I think Kristen Miller, Percy's primed right, prime Percy this year. Let's make this happen. Uh, Tid. I think TID staying healthy is your main goal, but if you stay healthy, I think I think results will follow. And Big Jaw, um, Big Jaw, Big Jaw, yeah, he gonna get on the field, man. It's it's gonna be crazy for him. I'm excited for him. I mean, I, I fully expect him. To, plus, I fully expect him. Plus, to he losing he losing a lot of weight quick. Well, he's got quick. the he's into the three forties. He's a you see it like. Body transformation's obvious. Yeah. Speed, I think he's gotten faster too. Uh looks more fluid running. Um, it's, it's gonna benefit. I, I still think you know the offseason is gonna help him tremendously. I think getting stronger is gonna be the key there too. Uh I don't, you know, I think you do kind of look at him as kind of filling that Jordan Davis role where you you eat bodies and that's your and that's by design, right? I mean, Jordan Davis proved paved the way to get a first-round draft pick by eating up space. Yeah. If you're elite at eating up space, you're, you're going to play on Sundays. You know what I mean? It also helps that Jordan Davis was an absolute freak. But, I mean, you know, 13th overall. 
Oh, that's uh, – yeah, that's right. 13th over, I think, to the Eagles. Sound right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, mid-first round, that's, that's, it. that's a damn good spot for Jordan Davis. So, the writing's there. Somebody – listen, with how this game is, eating up spaces is crucial in today's NFL, in my opinion. I mean, you, you watch NFL all the time, so you I'm sure you probably understand that. Yeah, uh, final game of the season. Our center definitely took him out that space. Yep. So, but yeah, no, I, th- I think you know with, with what we've got on the D line. Obviously, there's there's so much room for improvement. Um, you know, I think we got beat in the run, like in the run part of of this, and I really want to see us put the emphasis on that. Bringing in Jamal, right, in early downs, barring, you know, making sure he doesn't get hurt and all that stuff. If he can go in there and eat the space, and 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 I'd love to see him reset the line, but if he's eating up double teams and not getting reset, I think that balances it out and then a little bit more. But I think you need the bodies to allow the linebackers to flow. If that happens, you start to look like 2021. And the crazy thing is, Keon, 2021, we saw what happens when you got Jalen Carter and Jamal uh, and Jordan Davis with right with Channing and Quay and, and Nakobe flowing in. Look at the freaks you've got at the linebacker room right now. Allow, <laughs> allow, think about this. Allow them to flow free. Man. Because C.J. Allen looked like he took a huge step his freshman year. I felt like he was getting very comfortable with the defense, and you saw him start to play faster as a result. Yeah, and that I gotta, is not what anybody wants to see. If you're if you're not a Georgia fan, that is not what you want to see. Yeah, I want to see Raylan Wilson get a little bit more comfortable as well. Um, but even then, I felt like as the season went on, and you know he got more and more playing time. I think he got his he got more comfortable. But uh, yeah, man, if we could really wreak havoc up front. Those linebackers, especially guys like CJ and Raylan, they are gonna go stupid. Oh, I think so too. I mean, just the the intangibles, man, is just what that's just my thoughts. The intangibles and the physical um measurables are just hard to you just can't find that, man. Like Georgia I mean, we talked about this earlier too, but early signing day. Hell, you got Justin Williams and, and Chris Cole now too. I mean it's nuts. It's I mean, you still got you got uh, Chris Jones as well, but I think you'll get those two. And it's like those really got those guys feel like Quay Walkers. I think I think Justin Williams is a thin Quay Walker. Um, Chris Cole probably the same too. I think as they get bigger into the system, right more at Georgia, they'll bulk up a little bit. But if they maintain the athleticism, shit's oh, nuts. Dude. Oh, it's nuts. dude. Oh, so, dude. I saw him at the All America. I, I mean, you saw it too. Mm-hmm. Uh, the and this is why I feel comfortable with the linebacker room. Like allowing these guys to flow is going to make a, such a difference because what I saw from Justin Williams, his ability to close to get the sack was nuts. It was second, second oh, to was, none, bro. Well, he closed. He closed in a hurry. In a hurry. But that's what you. That's what you want. And that's why the D line is so important. So I think the biggest need. There you go. That's just my thoughts. 
Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm excited for all these guys to be honest. I think they're all going to come in and, and do work. Uh, you just hope you get to see these guys make plays. I mean, listen, we saw Dom and Rara come in, and I felt like there was some left to be desired for, out of those two. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I think now you've got Dom and Rara in the system for a year. Now it's, and you have no lab to you know to to be a security blanket. Now it's on those guys. You don't have a who's who's going to come in and, and be those sure-handed catches. Who's going who's going to be those certain catches? Because Marcus Rosemary was that. Who's going to be the X factor in the receiving core? And not Brock Bowers. Lab McConkey was that. Yeah. So now you're putting these guys in situations where it's like, look, y'all want to fight for playing time? Y'all got to get out of here and earn it every single play. But also these portal additions, keep in mind this, bring some new facets to the offense that Georgia just didn't have last year in 23. You look at ETN, his ability to catch out of the backfield is better than Dejon. And we, I mean, not saying that Kendall or Dejon couldn't do it, but I think he's more dynamic out of the backfield. He's also got the home run hitting speed, home run speed that none of our running backs had. Now, I will tell you this speaking of uh, catching out the backfield, um, Dwight Phillips, baby. Well, not even just Nate, Dwight Phillips. Nate, Nate Frazier. Nate Frazier went crazy in the Army Bowl, man. That he did. That he did. I was like, okay, okay, there we go. And touchdown. There we go, Zamir White. There we go, James Cook. I'm seeing it. The flashbacks is there. Hit him I'm with that seeing bow. it. Hit now, him with the RBU bow. Phil- I'm going to tell you this. We, we something. Carson hit Dwight on a damn screen pass and get past the line of scrimmage. That's a house call. That motherfucker fast, boy. You know, oh you know, you know, God. Dwight. You know, Dwight, don't you? Dwight, who? Dwight around your lips. <laughs> uh, but no, seriously, it's it's about to get crazy. Uh, y'all, to everybody that's listening to this, you thought that our offense was dangerous before. You got a, you got year two Carson Beck too, man. Think about that. That's, that, that's another thing too. That's the best part. Well, you know what though? I'm sitting here thinking about this overall. Let's look at the offense for just a second. So you'll have Carson Beck. And I think for what it's worth, I think uh, Mayava becomes a backup. Think about that. I think it's possible. I definitely think that's possible. And then you got ETN. I think ETN's your starter, and then you rotate him in with with say what Roderick. Yeah. Yeah, because it would be Branson if he's healthy. If not, then it's Roderick. Listen, that's that's a that's a combo right there. Because ETN's ETN will bully you. And then you put yeah. Roderick, which we saw Roderick against Florida State's reserves. Um, sorry, this just is what it is. He was making those guys look silly. Um, yeah, he the Roderick is he's he's just a, a bulldozer rolling downhill real fast. It's it's honestly just best to get the hell out the way. I don't I don't know how to do it, but I mean I saw that man stiff arm the shit out of people there in the, in the Orange Bowl. Right. So future's looking bright for him in my opinion too. Um, Andrew Paul. Can't wait for it. Can't wait for DF, it. DFW product, yeah. Yeah, and honestly, I think with adding Etienne on top of the running back class that we have coming in here, 
I think it's going to give guys like Andrew Paul an opportunity to truly, you know, get in the mix. You know, he's going to have to. He's going to have to step up because I think no, you look at a situation. Like, I think there's going to be a situation because you've got right now, you've got five, right? And Branson comes back that six, right? So you might see a situation where somebody red shirts. I'm okay with this. But, I mean, again, you've got – and we've talked to the, we've talked about all three of these guys. I think you're going to see Dwight Phillips get some playing time. I think you've got to design some plays for him, you know. And you might honestly see him slide out at the receiver at one point in time. Or what I mean by that is put him in the running back and then motion him out and they're like out of the slot or out of a receiver position and let him cook and put a linebacker on his ass out in space like that. That'll be dangerous, folks. That'll be dangerous. Um, he opens up a different part of the passing game. Uh, out of the backfield, him and ETN for what it's worth. Nate Frazier as well. Nate Frazier caught that nice little touchdown pass in the All-American game too. So we see his potential there too. So you're, I think you're getting a lot better out of the backfield catching the ball, if you will. Uh, receivers, TBD, right? I want to see what happens with Lad McConkey not there as a security blanket because now yeah. it's on those guys to step up and make – and you know what I mean? But at the same time, you have Carson Beck, and I think that's going to be the X factor there for those receivers. Um, Harry Leggy says, "Dog, dog's outlook for 24 is college football playoffs, and you can't tell me anything else. You, I'm talking Wait, a national we, title game. I'm not talking about just the playoffs. We know we're going to be in the playoffs. Yeah, we already know that. Um, y'all done added the 12 team. Y'all told us that, man, look, bro, look, bro, look. We play Texas. We play Bama. I'm gonna be can't, at the- can't, can't sleep on Ole Miss either right now. In the I think I'll – I'm, I'm gonna be all the way honest with you. I think Ole Miss makes the playoffs as well. I'm not. Gonna I think lie. so too. I, well, I, you know what though with their schedule, and we're gonna talk about this is another topic we're gonna discuss. Ole Miss and Missouri, even though we don't play them, all the both teams have a shot to make it. They do serious serious shot. Now, I think I Ole, think, I think Ole, Miss, Ole Miss has got a little bit more of a tougher schedule than Missouri. I think Missouri has one of the easiest schedules in the SEC. Uh, outside of Texas, I think Texas got an easy schedule outside of us. Think about it. Outside of us and Oklahoma, they have AM as their best schedule. That's it's not saying much. No, I will so, say this. Um I think we all need to pay attention to what's going on over there. I'm not saying just you know stare at it, but uh keep an eye out for LSU this year. Them grabbing uh, Missouri's defensive coordinator and adding Blake over Baker, there. Blake Baker, yeah. Pick up. yeah, I think that'd be interesting yeah, I mean, to see. I just think it's a personnel thing too. Well, LSU's always got the personnel. It's like I feel like you look at back at LSU and the fact that they had Harold Perkins' coverage and not rushing the passer was the downfall from the start. Like not you misusing the personnel was just, it's just a downfall. That's just no, I thought. get that. Yeah, I, I do think that they're going to be better with it, especially with with Baker well, over there. I mean, we saw we saw Missouri's pass rush and their defensive line play. Mm-hmm. Right? I think the, I think the question with LSU is right. Their their overall defense was just trash. So I think it could be something as sim, something as small as the coaching change. Well, it's not necessarily small. It's not like an overhaul type situation. I think the personnel is fine. I think you just got to sit there and deal with the coaching change. I think Blake Baker brings in that fusion 
where or the the infusion. Yeah, I mean, and Harry says that he he agrees that Perkins was neutered. Dude, I mean, his freshman year he was he was absolutely insane, and then this past season he becomes a shell of himself because mm-hmm. you put him out of his comfort zone and you force him to be a coverage linebacker, a la Will Anderson with Pete Golding. It just made no sense. Now, I understand long-term, you're trying to get him developed and things like that, and that's okay. But dude, while you're in college, like, NFL looks at pass rushers almost more than a coverage guy at this point. You got to do both. But I think they can – I think you sit there and you get to the ru- rush the passer, they'll want that more than the coverage. Because they can teach you oh, how to cover. The, the getting after the getting after the quarterback and getting to the quarterback is a skill that not many people truly have elite possession over skill. So that's just my thought. Uh, I mean, Harry says Mizzou will be okay. Drinks built well. Yeah, I mean, I think they're fine. I, I do think it'll be interesting to see what happens. I think their skate their schedule is more favorable, uh, so it allows for these kind of things. Um, We'll see. I mean, they are losing. Uh, they are losing uh, Rick Straw and Abram Strain, which is a big deal out of their secondary. Big deal. But we'll we'll see what happens. They've been getting some guys out of the portal. I think some go make some impacts. But we're gonna keep that SEC talk later. We'll have our own show dedicated for that. Keon, any final thoughts on these portal additions and what they look for? Uh, what expectations we have early uh, for twenty twenty four? Uh, I'm excited to have all of y'all here. Um, I'm not gonna lie. All of y'all are about to make plays. And we're gonna go to postseason. We're gonna do what we do. One thing I just wish that all of, all of the transfer, uh, all of the portal guys that we got, I hope all of y'all go off against Florida. Every last one of y'all. I mean, I would love to see you go Hugh Freeze and just wax that ass at home. Just go crazy. No, because I'm gonna I'm gonna be there at at the cocktail party, and mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not gonna miss out on the possibility of Etienne scoring a touchdown and in the end zone Gator chomping. I mean, that's that's gonna be magnificent. I'm just, I'm just saying. You you realize, and we're going to end on this. You realize that Kirby's petty enough that if we get in the red zone, he's going to give it to ETN. ETN, there's no other Or throw it to Colby, Miami to Florida combination. Obviously, it would be way better if ETN, but why not both, Kirby? You, listen. I'm I'm planting the seeds right now, Kirby. I know you listen to the show. We right. know. We know. We know it. Do us a favor. Game plan two touchdowns. Because listen, it's gonna be more than two touchdowns because Florida is straight trash. <clears throat> they've got more, they've got more titles on their coaching staff than they're ever gonna see points this upcoming season. Just gonna leave that there. But but make it happen. Start the start it off. Right, slant. Do a little screen route. Hold on, do. Mm-hmm. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna tell you how to do this. Design a tunnel screen to Colby, and maybe in the red zone or so. And then, you know, it don't even have to be next drive. It could be later on, but make sure after that that Etn takes one 
I ain't even going to say in the day. As long as he scores, prefer, preferably Bobo hit that home run. I want to see that. I want to see that speed used against the Gators. I'm calling my shot, Kirby. You, you, you heard it here, Bobo. Listen, we're gonna have to get Juan in the building. All right, Juan's got to go up to Athens, so we're gonna have to have him talk to Bobo yeah. about this. Yeah, he got to send a message to the big boss. <clears throat> I mean, Juan, Juan's got it like that, folks. Yeah, he can make it make some moves. We'll we'll get we'll get Juan to plant a little birdie, right? Just what'll happen. I'm telling you right now, if it happens, just what I called out right there, guys. I just want to let y'all know. That show after the cocktail party is going to be fucking nuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because you're going to hear this for months leading up to that. Months. But, um, but yeah, no, other than that, though, guys, we really hope that the Portal Editions are uh, enjoying Athens. You know, just started classes, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously with the holidays and stuff, too. Um, all the new kids on the block are, you know, here now. Uh, so it's about time for the winter workouts. I need Kobe in here. Need the Swolders next time we talk about them winter workouts when they start. That's going to be Absolutely. interesting stuff. It's going to be some interesting stuff. Um, other than that, Keon, I think we're going to wrap this thing up. Uh, guys, make sure tune in normal time tomorrow, 930. At 930. Yep. Uh, well, before you leave, before you leave, hold on. Hey, focus. Hit that like button. Hit that thumbs up. Hit Ring that bell, by the way. That way you get notified when we go live. And if you're watching this on YouTube, leave a comment. If you love us, let us know. If you don't love us, let us know. know. Right. We want to hear it. Not really, but. I I will. I'll gladly tell you. I mean, yeah, yeah. No, they'll be like. I'll stand on business. I'll stand on business. Uh, Stand on business. Fuck you. Give a shit about the dogs. Yeah. Don't give a piss about nothing but the dogs. I'm trying to tell you. you gotta be careful. Don't want to be stealing shit over here. You know, don't want to be getting accused like Connor Stallion. Gotta be on the lookout. Gotta be on the lookout for that. Slow down, baby. Michigan, Michigan. The season's over, man. Like, why you need to be stealing shit now? Like, calm down. How how much memory does that shit hold? Jesus, the whole season. Three. Damn. But anyways. Anyways, that's all we got for the night, folks. Make sure, like I said, like, follow, subscribe, rate, and review on the show. Guys, might even be, might even, Keon, what do you think if we move this and added Twitter slash X as one of our live desk, uh, platforms? What do you think? I would love that. Let's make it happen. You think so? Let's do that. Okay. We're going to do that. We're going to try to see what happens. So you catch us on YouTube. I have preferred YouTube, in my opinion. But if you're on X or Twitter, tune in. Simple as that. Uh, with that being said, have a great night and go dogs. Go dogs. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. 
Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.